Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, the one, the only, the true Riley Breakfield <clears throat> podcast where we talk about mostly college sports, pro sports, you know, sometimes we get into politics, sometimes we get into pedophiles, sometimes we just do a little bit of everything. It's whatever comes to my medium-sized, dumb-slash-smart brain. That's what we talk about. <clears throat> Speaking of pedophiles, nothing new on Jeffrey Epstein. Still no list. I looked again today. Still nothing. So kind of disappointing, but whatever. But it'll get figured out. It'll figure it out. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You can listen to this podcast on any platform. Um, also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, any of those. That works great. I you know I like to post on Twitter, not as much TikTok and Instagram. I'm just a Twitter whore. You know that's just how it be out here. Um, but today's show, um, we're gonna be talking you know, a little bit of news. Obviously, hit top five. One love, one hate. Couple big time college basketball games this weekend, and then kind of like a NBA playoff picture, playoff push kind of thing. You know, just talking about uh, where things stand right now, who's really gonna, who's gonna get in. You know, who to watch out for, MVP race, stuff like that. But well, let's get let's get into it. So, some big drama the past couple days has been uh, Brandon Miller possibly being involved with the uh, shooting at Alabama that killed the young woman uh, a couple weeks prior. Um, there was reports saying that, you know, he provided the gun, um, it was his gun, but then there was also text saying, you know, that um, he was aware that the gun was in the vehicle. A um, lawyer made a statement today saying he had no knowledge of it whatsoever. Um, just kind of weird, confusing, you know. Uh, you hope for the young man's sake that he isn't, um, you know. But we'll have to see how the whole situation plays out from there. Just interesting little Little thing, man. It's it's just weird getting multiple reports, you know. Then the lawyer letting the thing out today, it gets a little confusing. You wonder what actually happened, stuff like that, you know. But hopefully, it all gets sorted out and the right thing, you know. If he was involved, if he knew, then yeah, he definitely deserves to be suspended, possible, whatever, you know. But I don't. Doesn't seem like it's that serious, but we'll just, you know, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen, you know? And then head coach Nato's caught some fire because you know his comment was wrong place, wrong time, you know. Some people didn't agree with it. I thought it was quite stupid because, you know, the first report I read pretty much sounded like he provided the gun. I was, that's why I was very confused about the situation. So, but obviously it seems like he might not have. So we'll just have to see how it all plays out. Um, but, you know, one thing's going on in Alabama over here. LSU, league neighbors, um, was arrested on possession of a firearm over the weekend. But apparently he's uh, down in New Orleans. He's not facing any charges, though. So, that's good for LSU because if he would have got a suspension or something, they would have been fucked because he's a talented receiver. That's all I got to say. But, you know, the NBA trade deadline, you know, didn't go so well for Russell Westbrook, but he did find himself a new home, sticking in L.A., going you know, to be playing for the Clippers now. Um, I actually like that uh, that trio that that could create of Russell, Paul George, and Kawhi. Uh, and Kawhi. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but I, I definitely think it's going to be a fun little a fun little trio to watch going down the stretch here. Really a whole lot of, you know, NFL stuff's been going on. Nothing too big in the political world or anything else I've been paying attention to. But by far the saddest news of the day has to be the boy, um, Taylor Lewan, left tackle for the Titans, um, was released today. He'd been there ever since he was drafted. I can't I think it was nine years he had been a Titan, you know, he's part of their rebuild basically, you know, and, had multiple good press conferences. You have to go through. Follow him on Twitter if you don't. Go check him out. He posted a like a thank you video. It was pretty cool. You know, he's always been a loud mouth. I was attracted to quarterback, but uh, he hosts the Bustle with the Boys podcast with Will Compton. They met playing on the Titans together. Um, but 
Definitely, I definitely think he's still got the capability to be, you know, a top tier left tackle in the league. You know, he's dealt with a couple injuries the past couple of years. That's why he got released. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, if he continues to want to play football as well, who knows? He might just do the whole podcast thing, him and Will. I mean, they've found a lot of success, but I do think Taylor still has some left in the tank, you know, and getting hurt again this year. I think he wants one last redemption shot at it all. So I, I'm, we'll see. I'm just excited to see where he's going to land at because he's definitely be very vital to the team looking for a left tackle or even maybe or I, I think he'd want to stay at left tackle but yeah so we'll see, you have to be see where he lands and uh rumor, rumors by far one of the funnest rumors i saw the past couple of days is jalen ramsey you know detroit trade apparently jalen ramsey is on the trade market i did not realize that the rams were looking to get rid of him um makes me wonder you know if they're going to do a rebuild what kind of the deal is there because you know, losing him, I know they're paying him a lot of money, but losing him does kind of hamper the, the secondary, I would think, in a sense. So, interesting, you know, there's apparently rumors swirling that Amon Ross St. Brown uh, tweeted out telling him that uh, he should try to get his way to Detroit. And then uh, Jalen Ramsey also followed it up with another tweet where he was kind of alluding that maybe it was a possibility. So, who knows? But that'd be fun. I think, you know, Detroit could definitely use a, a boost on defense. I mean, they're very close to making the playoffs this year. In the top tier guy like that in secondary, you can definitely, definitely benefit them massively. So, and Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive coordinator for the Commanders. You know, a lot of talk about that. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. You know, about why, why, why he is a head coach, why he isn't. You know, stuff like that, um, or why he should be, I should say. Um, so it's really interesting here. You know, a lot of people are wondering if he really has it. If he you know, if he kills it this year, this next year, he's going to get a head coaching job right away. He's going to be everybody's top candidate. So everyone just really wants to see, I feel like, if he is legit, if he is everything he's cracked up to be, you know, the rumors, all that. You know, Shady McCoy came out saying that he he doesn't see it and stuff like that. And Jamal Charles followed up with, you know, one of the best coaches he ever has, one of the best minds he's ever been around, deserves to be a head coach. So it's just... It's very interesting to see how this is all playing out. You know, this is I feel like there's gonna be a lot of pressure on Bienemy. I hope he doesn't put too much pressure on himself to excel because you know everyone's like, Oh, you have the crowd that's saying, Oh yeah, he's good, he deserves it, and you have a crowd that's like, Oh no, he hasn't. He he's played under he's been under Andy Reid. So it's just gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun year for the commanders. And I mean if it really is a Bienemy thing, Sam Howell should have a great year. You know, there's been talk that he could be, but there's possibility. Um on part of my take earlier today, I heard PFT commenter put together a wild fucking conspiracy theory about the reason he took the job is for Lamar Jackson going to be coming to the commanders. So who knows, you know, there could be multiple reasons. Maybe that is a possibility. Who, who knows, but it's just going to be exciting year for, for the commanders. If it works out, you know, exciting year for the enemy to finally, I guess, prove it to everyone or, you know, the haters are going to be right. So it should be, it should play out cool. It's going to be a, a big storyline all of next season. The Jets, they also uh, met with uh, Derek Carr over the weekend. Um, you know, they told him, or earlier this week, I believe, actually, sorry. Um, they told him that if he came to New York and he uh, won a Super Bowl, he would go be in first ballot Hall of Famer, you know. Kind of risky, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. But no, not really. When you look at his, his stats the past couple of years, Warren Sharp tweeted it out. And I was like, yeah, that proved the point that uh, he definitely probably shouldn't be there. They're not terrible, but, you know, there's only two winning seasons you know, the, one of the winning seasons, he got hurt, didn't even be, wasn't able to even play in the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, Derek Carr definitely has potential, but I think he'd have to have a, a late turnaround here in his career, you know, lots of success down the stretch in order to kind of 
put that into a true statement, I guess. Last bit of NBA news, um, Myers Leonard um, was basically suspended from the NBA. I don't know if he was suspended or just released. He used a anti-Jewish slur on a video game stream a couple of years back now, I believe, but he uh, signed a 10-day contract with the Bucks, you know, getting another shot in the league, kind of righting his wrongs. You know, I was kind of surprised. I thought for sure he'd end up with the Mavericks, you know, him and Kyrie kind of just could work that whole anti-Jewish angle together, all work in harmony, but didn't work out that way. But good for him to be able to back in the league, you know, one little mistake, you know, at least he hopefully he learned from it. He knows better now and righted, righted his wrongs and gets that opportunity to do what he was doing before, you know, so. It's a good little redemption story. As long as he's as long as he's learned from his mistake, that's all that matters, right? Now for this week's top five. My top five this week is my top five all time favorite artists. Just my the ones that I just like prefer to listen to all the time. You know, I can listen to no matter what kind of mood I am. Just 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 my all time favorite. My number one, you know, this is a wide range, you know, I'm probably gonna get a little bit of hate for it, but my number one Personally, is Mac Miller. I've always loved Mac Miller since I was like 14 or 15. Love all of his albums. You know, it really sucks that he died. But by far, probably my favorite artist in general because I just love to listen to his rap songs. I love to listen to, you know, his love songs, stuff like that. Especially the love songs, you know, smoking a joint and listening to him with my wife the other night. It was nothing like, you know, the day that he died was probably one of the saddest days of my life. And, of course, it was a drug overdose. And I, I could have done as much coke that night to kill Mac Miller, Mac Miller twice, you know, but who knows, you know, it's just a sad little ordeal, you know, but by far easy, my, my number one all-time favorite artist. Number two, the band Nickelback, dude, I'm sorry. I can, I think Nickelback is by far some of the best music ever created. I just, I can listen to any of their songs and I can just be in a fucking great mood. I don't understand why people hate Nickelback. It actually really bothers me. I wanted to go see them on tour, but they're nowhere close to me. So, and I'm poor, so I can't I can't go travel to it. But I just love Nickelback. It's just how it is, I guess. I don't know. Number three, Drake. Big fan of Drake. I've I've always liked Drake. I've always enjoyed his rap songs. They always hype me up. They're like my basically what I listen to every time I go to the gym is just pretty much Drake songs and Nickelback songs. Really, that's all I ever listen to, and you know other ones that pump me up here and there. But that's about the extent of my. Uh, my gym playlist. Number four, you know, throwing in Eminem as well. He throw him into the gym mix as well. He's just one of my all time. He's a white boy, you know. He gave a white boy like me hope that someday I could be a rapper. I never pursued it. I enjoy rap music, but I never thought that I could. But you know, great actor as well. A mile, beautiful movie. Um, just hands down, I've always enjoyed Eminem. You know, every album I've always found at least five or six songs that are by far my favorite songs. You know, so easy number, easy, easy being my top five. And my fifth has to be Fleetwood Mac. I fucking, I love Fleetwood Mac, man. Something about Fleetwood Mac. They just put me in the right mood, dude. Best music to smoke a joint to. You know, fucking, they're always, oh, and you know, just hands down. Easy. That's my top five favorite artists of all time. In my opinion, I'm just, I'm just telling you who I am as a person. Nothing else, nothing less. Okay. One love, one hate. This week, I'm loving on sandwiches. There is nothing like a sandwich, man. You can make a sandwich at home. It's fucking delicious. You can go get a sandwich. It's fucking delicious. You can get a sandwich from a sandwich shop. Delicious. You can get it from some random deli. You can get it from a restaurant. You can get it at the hospital. You can get it at the coffee shop. You can get a sandwich anywhere, and it's always fucking delicious. There's just, it's always a sandwich, dude. They're always there when you need them. You know, if you're like, oh, I don't know what else to eat, you eat a sandwich. Perfect. 
just got done as a little kid outside playing the pool, eat a sandwich. A hard day of yard work, a sandwich. You know, out working, going to your nine to five job, work your construction job. What are you having for lunch? A sandwich. And it's always fucking good. There's nothing. There's just nothing like a sandwich. Can't go wrong. You just can't. And this week, I am hating on what to watch once football season is over. You know, there's a lot of college basketball. Obviously, you know the NBA. I have a hard time consistently watching college basketball or the NBA like every single night. I catch games here, here and there, check box scores, you know, kind of check Twitter, see what people are saying about them. But I can't sit around and watch like a bunch of basketball games, especially when they don't always matter. So for me, and just like it's like, what else do you watch once football's over, especially on the weekends? Like you know, throughout the week, you, you know, have TV shows, might watch a football game here and there, yada yada yada, whatever. But like one on the weekends, and you're not doing anything. Or, you know, it's nighttime. You're like, what, what are we watching now? It's just horrible. So I just hate when football's over what to watch on TV. Now I'll move to a little bit of college basketball talk. A couple games I'm looking at this weekend. Um, got a big one, actually, tomorrow. Uh, Northwestern moved in the top 25. They're going down to Illinois. Obviously had the big upset against uh, Purdue last weekend or last sometime last week. or I can't remember. Sometime last week. Huge. That was a huge upset for them. They've actually been playing really good. I had no idea that Northwestern was actually this good this year. They have a, a guard by the name of Boo Bowie, I think is how you say it. B-U-I-E. I don't know. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But that should be a fun one. You know, Illinois is a team kind of sitting in that bubble range area. They have a lot of talent. Could make a deep run. Um, they're definitely a team to watch. So if Northwestern can take them down, you know, Northwestern could be a legit, you know, possible tournament team this year. And then you get to Saturday. As usual, Saturday has always got a loaded slate of fun games. TCU going down to Texas Tech. Texas Tech is unreal at home this year. That's where they've won a majority of their games. They've been on the road. They've they've struggled a lot. Um, I, I think Mike Miles is back now for TCU. I know he was hurt. You know, if they don't have him, they're definitely gonna lose this one. Especially the way Texas Tech plays defense. They're you know one of the better teams in the country in defense. That's just kind of been their staple the past couple of years. So should be a really fun one. Both these teams. Texas Tech desperately needs this win um, to keep themselves in the conversation for the tournament. Um, TC just kind of really is going to need it to kind of hang around in that top 25, you know, hopefully get the top four seed, top six seed, something like that. Arkansas, Alabama uh, going down on Saturday. <clears throat> Razorbacks are kind of picking themselves up off the mat. They had a bad losing streak there for a little bit. Now they won a couple games, kind of getting themselves back to normal. Um, Bama, obviously, you know, with the whole scandal and stuff going on, all that – hoo-ha, all that stuff. So should be a pretty good game no matter what. You know, Arkansas, like I said, trying to get back on track. I could see them pulling the upset, you know, if Alabama gets lazy. I know they're playing tonight as well. So we'll just have to – that should be a fun one to watch. Hands down, probably biggest game of the weekend has to be Texas versus Baylor. Um, Texas ranked eighth. Baylor ranked ninth. You know, both these teams are at the top <clears throat> top of the standings in the Big 12. Um both of them fighting to hopefully get, you know, a top two seed, hopefully. You know, as of right now, if you look at it, it's going based off rankings, you'd think Texas get a two, Baylor would get a three. You know, seeding doesn't matter too much. Um, I mean, it gives you an easier opponent the higher your rank, obviously, and stuff like that. But in terms of the metrics and whatnot, but it should be a really fun one. Both these teams can score. Both are decent on defense, so it should be a really fun game to watch. I probably would like – I think the over in that one's probably going to hit. I'm feeling like a lot of points when I look at it. Um 140 seems about right to me. I would think if it's anything over that, it'd be a little risky. At 135 would be like a sweet spot. I, I feel like that's a good a good number for that one. And then Virginia 
going down to Chapel Hill on Saturday to take down, take on, probably take down North Carolina. Who am I kidding? The Tar Heels are struggling right now. A big win against Virginia would really help their chance into getting in the tournament. Otherwise, they're really going to have to wreak some havoc in the ACC tournament. Else, they are not getting in. And I think that will probably be one of the first times uh, a number one team fell, did not, then the preseason number one team did make the tournament. I would like that probably be the first time. If that happens, it'd be crazy. But hopefully they get their shit figured out because they need it. And I want them in the tournament because I still feel like they could win that thing somehow. But who knows? Indiana, Purdue, um, big rematch for Purdue here. They got uh, Indiana coming coming to them this time. Obviously, Indiana upset them a couple weeks back, finally taking them out of that number one spot. <clears throat> so should be a fun game. Good atmosphere down there in Purdue. I, I feel like Purdue will come out of Come out on top on that one for sure. Uh, I don't know spread-wise. I would feel like three would probably be the best bet. Um, anything more than that would be too risky. I feel like it's going to be a really close game. Then a big one out on late night on the Western Coastal Conference. St. Mary's versus Gonzaga. St. Mary's ranked 15th in the country. Gonzaga 12th right now. Gales are in first place in the conference standing. So if Gonzaga wants the one seed for the tournament, they're going to have to upset uh, they're going to have to beat St. Mary's. I mean, it would be an upset in terms of the conference, I guess. So, really big game for both of those teams. Really, St. Mary's is a really good team this year. So, they're definitely a team to watch out for. And Gonzaga, you know, still still really good, but just not as good as the years past. So, should be a really fun one. I actually might try to stay up and watch that one because I haven't watched either of these teams yet this year. I don't know what I'll bet. I'll, I'll live tweet it before. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do some deep diving. Then Tuesday, uh, turn around a couple big games, Clemson and Virginia. Virginia might be coming off a win against North Carolina or a loss. Um, with Clemson coming to town, Clemson really is going to need a win here. Kind of falling out of that bubble a little bit there. Still in there, I believe, but they're definitely going to need a, a big win against Virginia would definitely probably secure them a spot in the tournament, I would think. And then another big one, Arkansas-Tennessee. Tennessee, I think they're playing South Carolina this weekend. Um Possible upset. You know, they've lost two in a row. I would be surprised if they lost, though. They are at home. Um, I know that doesn't matter since they've been losing at home. Or no, they lost on the road, I believe. Yeah, they lost on the road. I don't know. But Tennessee, you know, hopefully they're coming up with a win. Um, but if they're not, you know, this would be a really good spot for Arkansas to take advantage. Arkansas, I think, really needs to win one of these two games against Alabama or Tennessee. You know, if they don't, it's probably really going to start pushing them farther back into that bubble. So they're really, really going to need one of these games to hit for them. So I feel like Tennessee might be the spot, depending on how they play in South Carolina. Wednesday, a couple good good games. Xavier, Providence should be a really good one. Solly Baum and Bryce Hopkins, both of those guys can score um, for Xavier and Providence. Um, Equally or whatever the fuck that the word was supposed to be right there. Um, should be a really fun matchup. Uh, I expect a lot of points in that one. I feel like the over is probably going to be really high, though. Probably somewhere around like 150 even. So I would I'd probably would even take it. I just feel like it's going to be an explosion of points. And then we have the second installment of the Iron Bowl basketball game, I guess. I don't know what they call it. Auburn going down to Bama this time. I bet, I bet Bama takes care of them pretty easily. Auburn's slipping really bad right now. And I don't really know if they're going to be able to get up off the mat playing a tough team like Bama. Then the last one that really matters, uh, leading up before I record next time, Texas, TCU. You know, Texas, big game against Baylor. Got to travel to them. You know, it's only in the state of Texas. Then they got to travel to TCU um, Wednesday night. You know, it could be a really bad spot for TCU if they lose to Texas Tech and then lose to Texas. Um, I'd still expect them to stay in the tournament, but also, you know, they win this week against Texas Tech and then, 
pull off a big win against Texas would really push them, you know, push them up higher in conference standings as well as push them higher up um, in possible seating location. So that's all for college basketball, though. It should be a fun weekend, fun week of games, I guess you got to say. Currently, I am watching the UConn-Providence game. Providence is looking really good. So is UConn, though. It's been a, a lot of turnovers, though. Holy cow, UConn's lost the ball a lot. Huh. But anyways, now to a little bit of NBA playoff push talk here. I guess I don't know what I'm calling it necessarily. Just kind of, you know, I don't know too much about the NBA. I haven't really been paying too much attention. Just kind of diving in right now, kind of trying something to talk about, you know, with the, without football because I'm, I'm a worthless piece of shit like that, I guess. So, but it, nonetheless, the Celtics are sitting up top in the East right now. The East is pretty Pretty much a three-team race. Well, I could say four, I guess. A lot of media outlets, you know, you have the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, and Cavs are kind of leading the charge. Um, both are, let's go with Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Cavs. That's one, two, three, four. All four of them are playing really good basketball right now from what I can tell, you know. But all these teams have really good dynamic duos and really good players around them as a whole. So, really, it's a four-team race with those guys out east, I think, to really win the fucking win the conference and stumbling over my words here, but you do have to watch out for a team like the heat. You know, they're sitting back at the seven spot right now Um, tons of talent on that team. You know, with Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, they have a lot of good shooters, a lot of good role players on that team as well. They're definitely a team. You probably want to try to avoid in the first round. Definitely would tire you out, you know, and they're in the five and six. You have the two New York teams. You got Brooklyn sitting at five. You know, I really don't know how much of a threat they are. Um, Nick's Cla- Nick Claxton's been playing really good. Cam Thomas has been playing really good. Um, he had a couple of good games there for a little bit, but I really don't think of them as much of a threat um, to really win a first round matchup. The Knicks, the same thing. I just don't think the Knicks would have the firepower to match up with any of any of those four teams. The Heat are the only ones to me that I see really having a, a legit chance at them. You know, then you look at the the three other playing teams with the Heat right now. It's the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Raptors. Um, you do look at the I do look at the Hawks as a dangerous team. Um, Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, John Collins. You know, they, they have a good and Clint Capella. There's just a lot of, a lot of talent on that team as well. They have a lot of good shooters like Kevin Herter as well. So they're definitely a team. Oh no, sorry, he's he's with the Kings now. Yeah, never mind. I was thinking of Bogdanovich, but. They they have a you know a good team there that you know did did upset the Sixers at one point so they're definitely a team that could be scary to watch out for. Um, Wizards you know there's a little bit there I just don't I don't ever expect too much from the Wizards. The Raptors I just I never know with Pascal Siakam. I remember when he was taking he was taken off in the finals. I always think that he can still do that. So definitely definitely a team to watch out in my opinion. The Bulls you know they're sitting on the outside looking in at eleven. I could see them sneaking in. Pacers they got some talent. Magic, if they got on a run, I mean, they're young, but they do have some talented players, and they, I think they could possibly contend to sneak in there, but not not really. And then you finish out with the Hornets and Pistons. Those two, you know, they're pretty much done for. You can pretty much lock them out of the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. But that's just a little Eastern Conference. Western Conference is pretty much, in my opinion, just based off of looking at the standings. The Nuggets are pretty firmly in first place at the point they have, uh, I think it was a five-and-a-half game lead on the Grizzlies. Um but I, I feel like the Nuggets, you know, the Grizzlies are a really good team. I do think John and Jaron Jackson Jr. do make a really good duo. Um, so I, I can't say that I'd count them out. But really, to me, the Nuggets are the number one team in the West right now. The only team I see really jumping up and taking that from them is probably the Clippers right now. You know, with the addition of Russell Westbrook, 
the way that he plays, the physicality that he plays, I think that adds a, another dynamic that they can really use. Um, you know, three guys that can score. I don't care what anyone says about Russ. Yes, he has his bad nights, but he can score. And when he's not scoring, he's passing the ball and he's allowing others to score. So I think he's going to fit in well with Paul George and Kawhi. And, you know, I just, we haven't seen Kawhi in the playoffs for a couple of years now. But I think, you know, we could possibly get him back this year to that dynamic force that he was in 2019 with the Raptors. So to me, really got to watch out for the Clippers. You know, sitting at the four seed right now, they could, it's pretty, it's a pretty tight race out west. So they could get up, you know, they're only two games, two two to four games back to to the Grizzlies at the two. We have the Kings sitting in the three who have been really good this year with Sabanis and De'Aaron Fox. So they're definitely a team to watch out for. And I mean, they could make some noise. Then again, you have to look at the five seed, the Suns, <clears throat> Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Like, there's a ton of talent there. They could get hot, get higher, get a higher seed as well. Could make a lot of noise in the playoffs. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. He's done it before. He's got a ton of talent around him, like he did with Golden State, and he can take over and lead a team. I know. I don't care what anyone says. I know that he can do that, and he will do that. And then right behind him at the six seed, you got Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic. They're play, they're gonna at some point they're gonna gel and they're tough out in the playoffs. That's not a team that I would want to go up against. That's for damn sure. And then you then you get to the Pelicans, Timberwolves, Warriors, and Thunder sitting in the play in. You know I, I don't feel like the Thunder are really gonna get in there. I feel like they can't contend with the Warriors, the Timberwolves, or the Pelicans. Really, well, not the Warriors. I don't think they could beat the Warriors. The Timberwolves or Pelicans, maybe I could see Shea out Gilgis Alexander taking over possibly and winning a game like that. Um, but Warriors are definitely scary. You don't want to have to go up against them. I mean, they did win the chip, the chip last year. Um, so they're definitely always going to be a threat, no matter what seed they're at when they have the shooting capabilities that they do. And then the Pelicans, you know, Pelicans started out hot. They've kind of been dipping. But I definitely think the Pelicans are a team that could win a first-round matchup. And same with the Timberwolves. I mean, they they do have a good young core, and Rudy Gobert can be an elite defender. So, I mean, the West 1 through 10 is – is really tough. I think the Nuggets are probably the one team I can guarantee win their first round matchup. Outside of that, I don't really know. Um, Jazz are kind of pushing. You know, Jazz, Trailblazers, and Lakers are fighting. They're all about one to two games back of that ten spot with the Thunder right now. Obviously, for the Lakers, it's like they're they're doing all this stuff, you know, and they put all this money into LeBron and Anthony Davis, and they're still not winning games. They made more trades. They picked up the annual Russell. Not supposed to be a, a big three, so. Really tough for them if this doesn't work out. You know they're going to have to really reevaluate what they want to do as a, a franchise, in my opinion. Like I said, I think they got to stop trading and ever, stop signing new people. I think they got to try to stick to some some type of core and make that work somehow. Trailblazers definitely a team that uh, if they get in the tournament is, or the playoffs as well, they're definitely scary with the, Damian Lillard and what he can do. You know his elite, the way that he's able to score the ball. So definitely the team to watch out for right there as well. The Jazz. I'm not too concerned about it, whether they get in or not. And then Spurs, Rockets, they suck. They're they're already rebuilding for next year. So right now the MVP race, it seems like it's pretty much down to uh, Jochik winning his third one in a row. It's what all the metrics are saying. So I don't really know why I said I'd talk MVP talk. Pretty much everyone's saying he's going to win his third one unless he gets injured or something crazy happens on the stretch here. But who knows? But that's today's show. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sticking around. I hope you have a wonderful weekend or wonderful next week. Whatever else kind of words I can say, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, send to your friends, send to an NBA friend of yours and see if I did good enough for them or if I'm just talking out of my ass, which I always am. So, But for now, your boy Titties is out.